and welcome to The Bomb Filter, an experimental movie podcast designed with one thing in mind, to determine the worst movie ever made. We take bad movies and put them through a series of tests to decide just that. I'm your host, Chris Ackman. I'm joined by my co-host and fellow mad scientist, Rob Scucci. Hey, Rob, how are you and why are we doing this? <sighs> okay, so how I'm doing, uh, you, you know how uh, the Joker has damage written across his forehead? I do. That's how I am right now, because we watch Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> Um, so why are we doing this to find out, you know, I look at all these characters, we can get into this later, but they're all supposed to be like damaged, manipulative sociopaths who are hell bent on destruction. But as you get into the movie, they all seem to have pretty hard moral codes and um, ethics they don't waver from. So uh, we're here to unpack the confusion. We're here to unpack the confusion, I think. Yeah, I don't know how, how great a job we can even do on that, but we'll try our best. Yeah. Um, why don't we, uh get a feel for the 2016 sort of vibe uh, around this movie with some bad reviews from that time. Okay. All those many years back. Uh, Todd McCarthy of The Hollywood Reporter. A puzzling, confused undertaking that never becomes as cool as it thinks it is. Suicide Squad assembles an all-star team of supervillains and then doesn't know what to do with them. (laughs) Very, very accurate. It, that's kind of what you were saying is, um, they, it, well, at least it doesn't seem to me like they have any idea who the characters are that they're, um, trying to write for. Yeah. It's, it seems, and the, a big part about it too is like with the, this being as big a budget film as we, I'm guessing it, it's a big budget film. No one wants I to agree. be there. Yeah. It, it does have that feel. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of performances that I'm not going to, I'm not going to ding too bad, but we'll get into that later. Okay. All right. Um, Tim Grierson of Screen Daily, boasting a darker, more nihilistic streak than the typical comic book film. This Warner Brothers release has its kinky pleasures and some amusing nastiness. But in the final analysis, there's simply too much flexing and empty attitude and far too much self-congratulation for how edgy it thinks it is. Yeah, it's anybody wearing Jinkos in high school. Yes, it is. But, I mean, that was like 2004 or 5. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it's like it's like the parents of a Jinko kid got into film <laughs> production and they thought, like, in a misguided attempt to, like, capture the youth of today. Yeah. They yeah, captured exactly. the youth of yesterday. I'm surprised the movie wasn't full of, like, corn songs. <laughs> Go! <laughs> right before that. <laughs> Um, all right, so I've got one more, but this is actually a positive review. Okay. Um, I'm willing to bet that this person, um, the author's name I didn't jot down, is from USA Today, and I, I don't want to get in trouble. So, uh, okay. I'm willing to take, uh, to bet that they were on the take, though. Okay. Uh, Lito's weirdo take on the crown prince of crime is a far cry from the late Heath Ledger, though it definitely works. A tattooed Tony Montana type. This Joker is a nightclub owner with a thing for bling and a psychopathic determination to find his main squeeze. His relatively brief screen time leaves you wanting more, and Lido and Robbie make a distinctly dynamic duo in their fleeting scenes together. That's a load of hog shit. <laughs> Did he? Are we watching the same movie? Are we watching the oh, same right. movie? Right, that's here? how I felt. I was, I was just reading reviews, and I was like, "You've got to be kidding me." No, what I, I did. I just thought it would be uh, interesting because it was widely um, made fun of. This movie, I think. So I, I yeah. think this person might have taken a check under the table at dinner. Probably, you know. 
You know what I did hear though? I hear Jared Leto or Leto, whatever his last name is. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know either. What I what I did hear was because apparently he's a pretty good method actor. I mean, he was great in Requiem for a Dream, and he's, mm. he's, he's he's had other roles where he does a good job. But apparently his off screen, off camera antics were like way more crazy than on the screen. Uh, apparently, okay. like he was like going into like the dressing rooms and leaving dead rats in people's lockers and like practicing his laugh like maniacally throughout the day. And this is so I guess it's kind of cool, but it's also like, dude, you're a dick. Like, you're yeah, just, that's just really annoying. Yeah, I would hate him. Mm-hmm. I do, hate and him. I think I do. I think I do. Yeah. Uh, so, do you have any YouTube comments this week? Yeah, but like they're they're so short and pithy. Uh, let's see. So the first one is from Palmy Rabbit. Uh, so Slipknot will live longer in extended cut. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay, here's a here's a positive one. I guess I'm so getting this for my Christmas present on day one. <laughs> day uh, day one Christmas. Pre- uh, so like on Christmas, I, I guess like the, on, out of the twelve days of Christmas, the first day they're gonna get that, and yeah, then like seven yeah, yeah. days of milking, and then the five golden rings. Okay, um, and then. <laughs> This trailer was so much better than James Gunn's Suicide Squad trailer, but the movie will be definitely better by James Gunn, no doubt in it. <laughs> okay, then, that sounds like the target audience for this movie right there. And then my last one is, are we sure using the word batter is a selling point? <laughs> so that was for the trailer. Uh, all right, nice, nice. Um, all right, uh, let's do the budget botch watch. Okay. So, since this is no longer a test, um, I've written down three things that I think they totally wasted money on. Okay. Um, and maybe I'll swing it to you, see if you have a, a mention or two. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so my number three is the ensemble cast that they didn't need because no one got screen time. Yeah. Uh, my number two is the insane CGI from the three kilos as they call them in the movie mm-hmm. uh that all go down and uh the enchantress's cgi that i'm sure was not cheap no that looked, that looked like it cost a penny yeah um and then my number one is the fucking soundtrack dude yeah it's insane how many hit songs they have and it's like ADHD pumped in there. It's like every few minutes there's another hit song in there and I I can't even begin to imagine how much money they had to spend on it yeah just and, for the sound yeah and it's 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 the amount of audio that gets played during the show as well as like how much screen time the main actors get they have the same problem where it's like i i highly doubt that will smith and jared leto were even on the set on the same days interacting with each other yeah it, no probably not right? like, it was such a big production that yeah. there was enough separate parts where none of them actually had to like Lock together to make the whole happen. Yeah. No, I agree. I'm sure that that's true. So they yeah. probably had just shooting days for the people who they felt like needed to be there. So it wouldn't be surprising at all because the chemistry of the casts definitely didn't transfer to the movie. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you uh, have any, anything you want to mention for waste of money? Well, I was talking about the helicopter crashes and like, this, yeah. that, that, that entire subway sequence where the subway's getting split in half by, like, the tentacles. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I didn't write that down, but that um, was fun. 
pretty funny. Just just the overall, I think the overall bigness of this movie was a waste of money. Like the whole, they had the whole Armageddon sequence where they're introducing each person and they're like showing how they got incarcerated and they're running from the cops. And you yeah. could have just folded that shit in with dialogue. When um um I forget her name, she played Annalise Keating in a uh, How to Get Away with Murder, the lady who put the the whole squad Viola together. Davis. Viola Davis, yes. Yeah. Um, the whole, the whole thing is she could have folded it in with dialogue. She sh- she could have walked yeah. up to the prison and been like, he did this, then that, show the clip, and then whatever. But like this whole, this whole overarching, let's show how they all got here. It's if you're not using any of that stuff, you're not using it. No. So why are you doing it? And then you have to pay Ben Affleck to show up. Yeah. Just to be in Will Smith's like, maybe they wanted that. But as you say, the first half hour of the movie is, mm-hmm. Uh, character introduction and then the second half hour of the movie is character introduction again yeah and like being a writing major and actually graduating in that field that every professor has always told me it's you need to show not tell and also it's if there's a knife in the first act you don't want the knife in the first act you want a body in the first act you don't yeah you want to you want to find the body then then locate the knife you don't want to start with the knife and i feel like this movie started with the knife well, those are good lessons to keep, uh, and I'm sad that uh, David Ayer, is that his name? Yeah, I think so. Uh, didn't, didn't use those uh, tried and true, you know, writing techniques. Yeah. Uh, let's get into test number one. All right. The Keystone Apparatus. So in this one, we establish a sort of ecosystem for the movie uh, – in that we find the movies surrounding it in the customers always watch section of whatever streaming platform we watch the movie on. In this case, HBO. Um, so we take those movies, we look at their critic scores on Rotten Tomatoes so that we can compare the current movie, in this case, Suicide Squad, to the average that we get from all of those movies to determine whether or not it's a keystone predator or just not important to the sort of movie ecosystem. Okay. Um, so here are the movies. Oh, let's get into it. The Keystone Apparatus. Oh, I don't have the bumper for that. So I'm going to make, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to make one tonight and I'll throw it in. A dude, minute. dude, don't worry. I wasn't, I just wasn't sure. So I was like, okay. let me throw it out there. We'll see. We should meant, keep that in. Yeah. All right. It sounds good. It. Keep it rolling. Next week, guys, we'll have a Keystone Apparatus. <laughs> we'll fire it up. Yeah. Uh, that moment of like, we're not sure what the other person is doing. <laughs> like yeah. there's no video uh, for the pod. So it's yeah. going to be awkward silence, but just imagine what Robin and I, I look like and imagine yeah. us staring at each other awkwardly. Um, okay. Number one, Venom with Tom Hardy. Did you see that one? I didn't. And let, let me disclose something here right now. Um, yeah. This is, this is a DC property. The only other yeah. DC property I've seen in the 2000s is Man of Steel, and I have not seen a single Marvel property. Okay. And, well, they, and, they know now. Uh, you're going to get some flack if uh, people keep listening. Yes, and having seen this, I'm not sure if I ever want to watch another comic oh, book property again. Uh, I, I don't blame you. Um, let me just say, for all my uh, film and like comic book nerds out there, the Marvel Universe movies are so so much better it's not they're not comparable maybe i'll give it a try maybe i'll give it a try then they they are not comparable in any way uh venom with tom hardy got a 30 okay it was really bad i did watch it i tend to like comic book movies 
Um, but that's because I watched the Marvel ones. So when I branched out to see DC, cause I was like, Oh, this is like edgier. This is darker. Maybe I'll like it even more. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're all bad. Um, come at me audience. Like, tell me which one I should see. Maybe Wonder Woman is like pretty good, I guess. Yeah. Um, Aquaman, Jason Momoa got a 65. That surprised me. That's one okay. of the DC. Um, but I thought that was bad too. Uh, Catwoman with Halle Berry. That's 2004. So that's okay. like back when we were wearing Chico jeans. Yes. That got a, a number nine. 9%. Uh, Grown Ups with Adam Sandler got an 11. <laughs> I'm not sure why that was suggested. Uh, Shazam with Zachary Levi or Levy. Um, got a 90. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm always seeing the picture for that movie and it just doesn't. It's just There's, a guy like in a super suit, like leaning against the letters in his name or something, and it just doesn't grab my attention. There's that whole Mandela effect thing too, where we all thought it was Kazam with Shaq, um, oh, which yeah. is actually a I fucking love that movie. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, when you grow up watching certain movies, yeah, you know, I'm not going to revisit it because I want to. I don't want to taint the image. I don't want to tarnish it. So, uh, well, we might have to do it for the pod. I'll do it for the pod. <laughs> Um, uh, th- yeah, that got a 90. So Rampage with the Rock got a 51. Mm-hmm. That's the one where okay. he has like a giant gorilla, like fight a giant lizard or some shit. Yeah. Um, and then finally RIPD with, uh, Jeff Bridges and Ryan Reynolds. Do you remember that? That's when the detectives die and they're like ghost detectives, right? Yeah. I think that they, so it's like men in black basically, but not for aliens for like dead people. Okay. So, like, the police of the Beetlejuice universe. I, I remember wanting to check it out, but I, I didn't, but just because I like Jeff Bridges. Um, yeah, uh, I do, too. But I didn't um, see it. It got a 12, so don't see it. Okay. And I won't either. Sounds unless, good. Unless everyone demands that we do. Anyway, uh, tallied all those up, divided it by seven, because that's the number of movies, and we got a average of 38%. Okay. Would you like to guess what Suicide, suicide Squad got? Like, 18, 15? That's a good guess. It got a, it actually got a 26. Okay. Uh, so that's a score of negative 12%. That's right. going to go up against our keystone from last week. I believe it was a negative 19% from Street Fighter. All right. So as we start to um, look at more of these uh, keystone apparatus tests, we'll get a feel for what a high score is. But I'm willing to bet negative 19 is pretty high. Yeah, I'd venture to say so. Uh, let's get into test number two, the elevator okay. movie plot pitch. Okay. Uh, for this one, uh, we've decided that an easy way to determine the strength of a movie is to summarize its plot as succinctly as possible. So the gold standard plot pitch for the bomb filter is Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Short, clear, and easy to understand Jurassic Park can be accurately summarized in as little as 10 seconds. When summarized, bad movies are convoluted, unclear, and lengthy. To help us determine how bad our subject is, we compare its plot pitch to that of our 10-second standard. Any seconds past 10 adds to our score, so uh, we also administer a star rating um, just for the quality of the plot itself. That helps us to decide when it's tight, when the seconds are tight, uh, what movie did worse for that test. So let's get into it. Test number two, the elevator movie plot pitch. Hey, 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 I gotta show you my script for this movie that I just came up with. It's, uh, you ever see, um, have you ever seen Top Gun? It's like the guy from Top Gun, but he works at a mall, and 
Okay, okay so it's a nice rock berry. I'm going to have a little lotion. It's a little bit of a nightmare. Hey, hey, sir, sir. I know you're in a hurry. Would you try Okay, I'm ready when you are. Okay, three, two, one, go. Agent Amanda Waller is consumed by the thought of an evil Superman. What would the fate of Earth be in the event of an attack by such a being? As if yet no villain has had such power, but what if? To combat such a villain, Agent Waller and Specialist Rick Flagg combined efforts to create a ragtag team of villains who may be less powerful than evil Superman, yes, but together could be strong enough to take imaginary him down. Waller discovers an accident and accidentally releases a being very ancient, mysterious, and powerful. In the process, the Enchantress brings her even more powerful brother back from the dead, and the two plan to dominate Earth. The team of supervillains must now take on Waller's evil creation for the fate of the world. Will they beat back the powerful siblings? Can they get along? Was any of this at all necessary? No, but hey, the graphics are good. 55 seconds. <laughs> okay, so 10 seconds standard, so that's a 45? Yeah. Is that, okay, 45. Uh, I'm sorry for making that so lengthy. That's, I think you had to. Um, yeah, okay, thank you. On the bright side, it was it was very um, descriptive, so I'll give you three stars. It was... Thank you. Okay. It, it, I mean, it was a good... I know what I'm getting into. Um, it's better than, like, the back of the VHS treatment. That was actually nice and succinct and something that okay, I could sweet, grasp sweet. the concept. Yeah. All right, good. So we feel like um, people know what they're getting into for this review, for this big old podcast we're doing here. Yeah. Okay, um, three stars, interesting. So that's going to make our uh, our fight against Street Fighter um, pretty fun later. Okay. We'll get into it when we get into it. Nice. Uh, as for now, why don't we get into test number three, the indefensible dialogue counter. And this one's really easy. This test gathers the horrible lines of dialogue into a collection that is then tallied to give us our score. So I'm going to read you the lines, Rob, and you're going okay. to defend them. Okay. If you can't defend them, we're going to tally it. And that will give us a score. So let's get into test number three, the indefensible dialogue counter. Something that makes absolutely no sense. Something similarly stupid. Okay, number one. Deadshot. You remember in the beginning? Mm -hmm. He's uh, in in his prison cell and he gets food from that guard, that asshole guard guy. Yeah. And he says, what is this? And the guard says, Toenails, rat shit, everything a grown man needs, like you. <laughs> it's not even properly structured. Yeah. Um, it should be everything a grown man like you needs. Exactly. Uh, I'm not going to defend it. And also, he should have just left it at loaf when he said loaf. <laughs> loaf. Um, all right, number two. Uh, the daughter of Deadshot, two Deadshot. Mama says, I can't live with you because you kill people. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's not wrong. She's no, she's but not. I, but also, why are they like they're they're still allowed to have interactions through some some leap of logic. So I yep. guess <laughs> I, I'm not going to defend the dialogue because by virtue of their situation, the dialogue should have never happened. I agree. Uh, number three, this is written dialogue, okay? Okay. Um, you remember how, like, all of the characters are sort of introduced and they just have, like, a little blurb? It's really yeah. more visually interesting, and I don't think you're really supposed to read them because they flash really quick. I read them. But 
Go on. Uh, okay. <laughs> I have a I have a pause button. They might have failed to realize. So yeah. that's what I did with the enchantress. Okay. When she's introduced, it says the enchantress, aka Doctor June Moon, which I hate. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of superhero like uh, AKAs are annoying and, and stupid, and yeah. often like suggest like you know. M- Kevin Electricity is happens to be the Shockmaster or something, you know, something yeah. like that. Uh, it also said extra dimensional entity, mm-hmm. age six thousand three hundred and seventy three. Yep. Relatives, incubus, brother, currently in a jar. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say it all. It didn't say all that. Uh, so, how do you like that? You feel like that? Those are the things they should have detailed for us. Uh, of all the things in the movie that they they should or shouldn't have done, I actually kind of enjoyed those, uh, especially okay. especially the spot. Um, I think it was the boomerang guy, the senior boomerang or whatever the fuck his name is. Yeah, um, yeah. When it says like he's really into unicorn unicorn porn, and then during one of the raids, he gets shot and a unicorn stuffed unicorn flies out of his jacket and he he grabs it and stuffs it back in. Oh, that's um, awesome! I didn't even catch that. So, I mean, I, I, I just liked it because it did set up some bits, like some visual yeah. bits later in the movie. So okay. I, I'll defend, defend it. it just for, for, for just solely for entertainment value. Uh, well it, done. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, Agent Waller, uh, of Rick Flag. I have the witch's heart and Dr. Moon has his. Now he'll follow my orders as holy writ. I could have done better. Yeah. How does that work? I don't know. They didn't really explain it. No, they didn't. So she just assumes it's kind of like when Guile last week was like, Sagat's going to run against Bison, so he must know where he is. Yeah. Like, what is this? Like, where, what is, what is the bridge that got you there? Yeah, they left out context clues that would clue the viewer into anything. So I'm assuming if there was a director's cut, it might be more clear. But since we watch a theatrical cut like regular people, we, yeah, didn't, we didn't catch anything. I, I think they also just assume that the audience is going to allow for bullshit like that. Yeah, that's what happened. That's the thing I don't like about the comic book movies is because they, they borrow from the comic books, but they also, they take so many liberties. So if there's yeah. something they don't put on screen, there's going to be some nerd like, oh, well, actually, in the issue number 7F49, there was a solution <laughs> to whatever. Yeah, so right. I'm going to get my ass kicked if in the, in the freaking email. <laughs> yeah. They conveniently leave things out that some nerd will bring back in at Comic Con, so yeah, it, also, exactly. it could have been that. Yeah, or or any like educated movie viewer might be annoyed by. It. Yeah, just for its inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Uh, albeit, I I guess I am sort of a comic book nerd, so I'm getting annoyed. Um, so not defended, right? Not defended. Okay, uh, number five, the same uh, guard, right? Uh-huh. Deadshot holds a gun to his face. Uh-huh. He said, Ames, if this man shoots me, I want you to kill him and then go delete my browser history. It just seemed like they were scrolling through average people's Twitters for jokes to punch the script up. Yeah, agreed. I um, I knew that was a joke. I, I understood it was meant to be funny. I didn't find it funny, so I wrote it down. Yeah, I'm not going to defend it. It just, they could have thought of something funny. They had how many people on their payroll writing, writing the script and punching it up and writing jokes? So many, dude. Do you see the credits? I, hundreds, yeah. hundreds of people worked on this movie. And not one of them could have written a better joke than that, right? Yeah. Okay, uh, Deadshot. Uh, you know, I like to do this. He says, 
what are we, some kind of suicide squad? And then he looks at the camera like it's some sort of hot tub <laughs> time machine. <laughs> yeah. <I think> yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you think? We know what movie we're watching. We don't need that dialogue at all. Thank you. Okay. Five for six. Flag to the group um, about Katana, right? Uh-huh. I would advise not getting killed by her. Her sword traps the souls of its victims. Yeah, and her boyfriend's in that sword. Yeah, we, well, we didn't know that yet. But, um, we, didn't, I, we didn't, yeah. I, um, I didn't like its, its exposition. It's very, very lazy. Yeah, they could have, if they were going to do a giant, like, fold-in montage for every other character, they could have added some for her, too. Yeah, or just show her, show her kill, like, a, you know, somebody, and, and then, like, a blue soul comes sapping out of it. Yeah, like, sh- like, do it Shang Tsung style from the Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, number eight. I have more written dialogue. Okay. Something you might have mentioned already. I wrote down Joker's forehead tattoo. It says damaged. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you don't want to defend that. No, it's stupid. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. I, it's so fucking stupid. I don't have like any descriptive funny ways to, to take it down. It's just fucking stupid. It's, it's the dumbest it's like, thing I've ever seen. It's very new metal. Yeah. Um, for the, yes, those of you who don't know, uh, new metal was a very popular form and we've referenced porn before, but there's a whole bunch of, uh, like grimy kind of, slow metal that's cheesy and just appeals to people that might have a tattoo on your forehead. It's because it's got the it's got the butt grooves and the charismatic front man who you think is going to snap at any second because it's crazy in the head. Yeah, right. Yeah. But it's all an act. They just know that teenagers will eat up shit like that because yeah. they're angsty. So they really are just pretending to be adults that are super angsty, but they're not. They're just making money. Yeah. Okay, um, number nine. Harley, after that other villain has his head blown off, mm-hmm. she says, now that's a killer app. <laughs> I, mean, it, I mean, she could have said something. She could have said something worse. I'm not going to defend it. But yeah. I, I was I, I so wanted her character to deliver the goods on like the, the, the funny like because she could she was the most convincingly crazy out of all the characters. But I even agree. but even then, it was still very phoned in. Yeah, I, 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 somebody that USA Today, uh, person who wrote that article somewhere in there was like, this is Margot Robbie's, uh, star turn that we were all expecting. And I was like, this, yeah. I think because she looks incredible, that might be true, yeah. but it's not because of her line delivery. You can't deliver lines well with a dialogue that bad. Yeah. It's just written so poorly. You can do your best. And I feel like Will Smith did a really good job. Actually. He he did a great job. I, I think he was the strongest point in the entire movie, which we'll we'll okay. probably touch on a little later. So I'll, yeah. I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. So um, that is our number nine so far. We have um, eight. So that means that you did defend one. So I took that off already. Okay. Okay. Um, same spot there. Flag after blowing the guy up. Right. Same guy mm-hmm. that had his head blown off. He says, "Okay." Do you want to keep playing Hollywood squares of I'll blow your heads off? Once again, it's it, it was like they were scrolling through Twitter uh, uh, of people like you and me who are just like popping off jokes at three in the morning because we can't sleep that aren't yeah. funny. Um, no. 
Well, I'm, I'm speaking for myself, myself mostly. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> this uh, this particular line was not funny. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we are uh, nine for ten after that one. Uh, okay. I've got a few more. All right. Uh, Joker to Harley. Careful. Do not say this oath thoughtlessly. Desire becomes surrender. Surrender becomes power. Do you want this? She says, yes. He says, say it. Say it. Say it. Pretty, pretty, pretty. Please? Oh, God. You're so good. Ah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? And then he pushed her into an IPA. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's the whole, I don't like his, I don't like, I, I, I hate him. I don't like him. He's stupid. I hate, um, I hate him so much. <laughs> I'm um, going to do my best to, um, to do an impression of him, as you just noticed, but I believe that there's more dialogue I'll be delivering uh, with the laugh, so I hope you're not... Please do. Around. Yeah, take it off. Can I go on a quick, quick tangent about um, yes. Jared Leto real quick? All right, I Me used too. to I used to and still kind of do play in bands. Um, yeah. In Hartford, Connecticut, there's a venue called the Webster Theater, and they have the Webster Underground. If you book yeah. a show at the Underground and sell the most tickets, you get to open for the national act that's playing the main stage. So what cool. my band my band did was we had thirty tickets, five members. We each spent sixty bucks and bought our own tickets, and then just like threw them out basically. Oh, okay, and, nice. And we got to open for thirty seconds to Mars. Um, I didn't get to meet yeah, them or anything, that's... but we were standing like front and center watching them play. And this is like in two thousand seven or something like that. Good exposure and, too. Oh yeah, it was it was fucking fun. And he they walk out stage wearing like the upside down like we're robbing a saloon bandanas on their face with yeah. that like. <laughs> You know that like demon music come out, and <laughs> okay, they come out yeah. and start playing like their pop thirty seconds to Mars songs, and the audience is like fourteen year old girls, like sixteen year old girls, and like you know yeah, other bands and stuff like that, and yeah. and it was the same kind of shtick. I've learned from other people that Jared Leto, he when they were smaller and opening for other bands, he would start stealing other frontmen's mannerisms and, and using them as his own, and he he was on stage going like. There's not enough violence in the pit. I thought this was a rock and roll show. What the fuck is going on? Like, you know, trying to be a front man. Wow. And, and my band, we're just like, we want to beat traffic. We treated it like the seventh inning stretch when you like leave a baseball yeah. game early not to get traffic. <laughs> and there was like a 14 year old girl like going back to the car with her mom, like crying because you got the living shit beaten out of her in a mosh pit. Oh my God. <laughs> so that, that's the image I will forever have in my head of that guy. It's like, dude, you want 14 year olds just getting their asses kicked at your show? <laughs> oh. apparently. apparently he does. Yeah. So, um, so what, that, what a stand up guy. Yeah. That, that's my angle on him as we watch suicide squad. I just, uh, it's, it's, I didn't, I didn't think I could hate him more, but I think you have successfully turned me against yeah. him more than I thought. I could. There's just not a genuine bone. I don't feel. Yeah. Agreed. Um, all right. Number 12, we are 10 for 11. Okay. Um, Killer Croc, after Harley calls him ugly on the inside and outside, he goes, Okay, not, not me, shorty. I'm beautiful. I'm not gonna defend that. Okay, I think it's supposed to be funny because he's obviously not beautiful and it's that simple, and that's that's not worthwhile. Yeah, and they were going for like that weird, like cool black guy, Barry White vibe when he didn't talk like yeah. that the rest of the movie is like what if I talk like this and it just, <laughs> I don't know, it just didn't do it for me yeah man 
do it at a while. I actually, the, the actor is in a show called Oz. I think, I think yeah. it's him. Um, and he plays this guy, Simon Adebisi, and he's a, he's like a crazy badass. Yeah. Um, and he's a terrible, terrible person. But you actually end up rooting for him, or at least I did. Maybe I shouldn't say that yeah. out loud. Um, okay, number 13. Flag finishes explaining uh, that Katana's husband is trapped inside the sword <laughs> and that she talks to him. And then Captain Boomerang says, hey, well, you know what they say about the crazy ones. And then Harley says, huh? And then everybody smiles like there was something to understand there. I think it's because they said crazy ones and like her ears perked up thinking they were talking about her. But it was poorly, yeah. exe- poorly executed, so I, I'm yeah. going to tick that off. Okay. Okay. Um, last one that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so it's, it's Flag talking about the Enchantress after um, Harley cuts her open. Her like heart is exposed. And he says, her heart's out. We can win this. <laughs> Uh, I have no words. Okay, so 13 for 14. That's a pretty high score. You got any mentions? Um, yes, just basically um, uh, Viola Davies' character. Yeah. Just the, uh, I don't want to bring up too many of these because it might come up in a later segment that you may have caught. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah. But when she's recruiting and starting the Suicide Squad, there's lots of like, well, we're going to fight fire with fire. Well, you could walk the walk, but can you talk the talk? Like just every yeah. single line in this like four minute dialogue exchange was just cliche after cliche after cliche. And I was like, how yeah. do you squeeze all these into one paragraph? <laughs> uh, do you want to take a collective tally? Make a collective tally for that. Yeah. Okay. Dude, uh, that's actually, that's great. This is, this is going to be an interesting, uh, showdown later. Yeah. That actually, uh, gives us 14, um, for the score, and that's pretty high. So we'll see how that fares against three fighter later. Okay. Um, okay, so let's get into test number four. One of my favorites for sure, the emotometer overspill. Okay. Uh, so for the emotometer overspill, we take a piece of custom equipment we refer to as the emotometer. The emotometer can be fine-tuned to the emotional output of the actor in question. When activated, the meter measures a peak of emotion displayed by the actor in a given scene and compares it to the range of genuine human emotion a person a person would actually display. So 10 cages is the maximum score. Cages refers, of course, to our friend uh, Nicholas Cage. Any more than 10, and we re- record the result. So uh, let's get into it. The emotometer overspill. Where screaming is king. Okay, so number one, Deadshot's daughter. Uh, I'm starting here because it's one of those funny, like, just dead actor trying to act. Yeah. He says, Daddy, I know you do bad things. I still love you. As flat as all that, uh, it actually only registered a negative five. Didn't even, <laughs> it, it, so the emotometer was not happy. The needle actually broke off in the negative. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the, the wrong direction. Um, I just had to mention because okay. I hate child actors for the most part. Yeah. Uh, J- Joker to Dr. Quinn. 
there is something you can do for me, doctor. You could get me a machine gun. She says, a machine gun? And the Joker goes, ah. <laughs> uh, that got a 17. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but he'll be, he'll be back in this test. Okay. You were going to say something? It's like low-key, but it it's just nauseating. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> okay, here he is again. Uh, Joker to Harley in the Hilo, because they keep calling it that. By the way, I've got some grape soda on ice and a uh, bearskin rug waiting. Yeah. Did you I know guess, he said that? Yeah, he said that when the, yeah, right before he crashes, right? And yeah. What's he trying to do? Seduce her with a good, sober, good bareback time <laughs> on the rug? Yeah. Um, I just, I don't think he had a scene where he wasn't overacting. So that, that was a low register at 17. Okay. The uh, number four, killer croc to, uh, Rick Flag upon first meeting him. So Flag is outside his cage, right? Yeah. And he's like, you ain't scared. And Flag says, why'd they put you down here? And then killer croc says, I asked. That registered in 18. Yeah. Yeah. So we're climbing here, bud. Okay, uh, we've got another Joker line. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Joker to uh, the henchman in, like, the villa or whatever. Okay. Uh, bring the car around. We're going for a drive. Then he lays down and he goes, Ah! 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 Because <laughs> he's supposed to he's supposed to sound like, damn it, like, oh, damn it. Uh, he's supposed to sound broken because Harley's yeah. gone. Yeah. So at the end, he goes, Ee! <laughs> and that registered at a 20 when I pointed out it's like they had the last they're on the last like five minutes of film they had in the can and they're like once we're out of this film they're not sending us anymore and he, he acted it wrong and then he like, opens one eye and he's like, <laughs> so like thumbs up man you killed it uh, okay uh, this one is um, Waller to flag Okay. Flag threatens to call, make some calls so that he doesn't have to work for uh, Waller anymore because she's such a dirtbag, right? Mm-hmm. And she says, there you go. Call. But without you minding her, your lady friend stays in a drug-induced coma. Um, Flag then says, they warned me about you. My dumbass didn't believe the stories. Waller says back, nobody does. <laughs> Intense stare. Another 20 on the register. I uh, I thought, and she is, I think, um, pretty well received as an actress. I think she's she fucking phenomenal was, in um, How to Get Away with Murder. I watched yeah, all six seasons of that. that. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, Aaron really likes it, so um, I trust that that's true. And she, you know, when whenever I hear some, you know, podcast talking about her or something, everybody always has a glowing review. You know, she says that she's a great actress, but yeah, I didn't think she did well in this movie personally. Well, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I realized too, this came out in 2016, so probably had a production run of 2014 or 15. And that's yeah. when How to Get Away with Murder was just starting. So she could have very well shot this as one of her last like, minor extra bits before really mm. honing her chops okay. and really nailing it out on that show. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. It seemed to me like she and Flag were just like one note were the like, like the actual bad guys because we're like the government. Seemed that yeah. simple to me. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't really, she's not multi-layered. She's just like, I'll do whatever it takes to get the job done. 
She's the one-dimensional character, like in um, like the guy trying to mine the unobtainium in Avatar. It's like, uh, uh, yes, I have mm-hmm. suspenders and a nice suit, and my hair slicked back. I'm clearly a piece of shit. And she yep. was like kind of the, the analog in this film to that. Yeah, yeah, perfect. That's that about sums it up, I think. Um, okay, number five, the Enchantress. Uh, it's our time in the sun. The sun is setting, and the metahumans are a sign of change, brother. Make them bow to me. Uh, bad dialogue, but also overacted. Plugged it yeah. in, got a 21. We're, we're climbing slowly, but we're getting there. Okay. Uh, you, you think, uh, I adjusted the equipment correctly? 21 sounds about right? I'd say 21, cause I think it ramps up a little bit still, so that gives us room. It does. Okay, uh, another Joker line. I hope you're ready. Alright, I'm ready. He, he comes in and the guard who's like playing poker. Uh, has been brought into the kitchen to be intimidated. Mm-hmm. He comes up behind the garden. He goes, blah, 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 blah. All of that chit chat's going to get you hurt. Then he smacks both of his shoulders and he goes. Mm. Uh, then he has the guard kiss the ring. Mm-hmm. And as soon as he kisses the ring, Joker straddles him and says, I can tell you meant that. <laughs> You're going to be my friend. And then it cuts, right? Yeah. Uh, do you feel like Leto, Leto, whatever his name is, thought that just by doing Heath Ledger but looking totally different, people would think that he was totally different? I don't think, well, that's a loaded question because I don't think he was doing, I don't think he was doing Heath Ledger because Heath Ledger was like, he, he method acted a literal sociopath and, yeah, and like nailed it. He fucking, like he died dirt, like probably doing that role. Um, uh, where- yeah, that, that is the speculation. I just, I feel like the voice quality and he's, he's not doing a good job and, and the character doesn't call for that because the character is like a kingpin. Yeah. He's not, he's not somebody who's like wants to watch world burn, as they say in, yeah. in uh, the Batman movies. Um, he's like a guy who's, uh, has a thing about bling, right? He's a guy that ha- wants money and to do drugs and have a lot of sex and stuff. So he shouldn't <laughs> be, he should have goals. It, se- it seems like he's like 26 years old and secretly working at Subway and not telling his friends because he's waiting until he's 30 when the trust fund kicks in. Yeah, right. <laughs> And then when he, he then he could finally go to Firefest. That's that's <laughs> right. what I'm, that's what I got from him. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Um, yeah. I just I felt like Leto's like voice quality was pretty similar, but the characters they don't make sense at all. You know, like no. they're not the same person. Okay. Number seven. Uh, Rick Flag. He's talking to the Enchantress. He's holding the heart. He says, "Bring June back, or I'll crush this." And then the Enchantress says. You don't have the balls. And then he grabs it with two hands and he just crushes it and like falls down to his knees. And mm-hmm. then he's completely hobbled and like can't get up and walks away all defeated. And like, he's crying and stuff. And, and, uh, I, I, when I plugged that in, I got a 22. Let's give it a 23. Pump it up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll adjust, we'll adjust the emotometer a little bit and give it a 23. All right. Nice. Uh, Agent Waller says 10 years off your sentences uh, when explaining what they got for all these uh, deeds. Yeah. And uh, Boomerang says 10 years off a triple life sentence. Darling, I'm walking out of here. 
a free man or we're starting to have some real fun. And then Waller says, why don't we have some fun? And then just like sits there and stares at him for like a, an awkward amount of time. And it's like supposed to be like smoldering intensity, yeah. but it is just cheese. It's, it's like when, um, the newscast says, well, we'll be right back after this break. And then like they're still sitting there smiling. <laughs> yeah. And they, they, they think it's cut, but they're just like sitting there awkwardly. <laughs> they start like fixing their papers because they don't yeah. know what to do. Yeah. Um, uh, 22. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, Joker to Harley. Uh, you're my gift to this handsome honka honka. You belong to him now. That got a 24. That's fair. Cause he just basically gave his girlfriend to some random drug dealer. Hunka, hunka. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To have his way with. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay. Here, this is a, the last one. Okay. Same sequence. Uh, common, the gangster that he's like giving, um, Harley to says something about her, whatever. And, uh, Joker says, are you sweet talking me? And then he puts his hand over his mouth and he's got the tattoo of his mm-hmm. mouth. And, uh, he goes, ah, 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 I love this guy. So intense. And then he says something, uh, like, she's the fire in my loins, the itch in my crotch, <laughs> the one, the only, the infamous Harley Quinn. And then she just like introduced, and that that went all the way up to twenty six on the emotive meter. Yeah, that's fair. That, I mean, it's it's up there, dude. Yeah. Um. So that that means Joker is going to see M Bison. This yeah. Week. Okay. Um. But before that, we were actually asked to do the ad read before the Aspic Arena. Okay. Let me just get that out real quick. <clears throat> Today's episode of the Bomb Filter is brought to you by Sausage Sally Sauna and Brunch. Need to sweat out last night's indulgences while tickling yourself with the hair of the dog? Maybe you want to open your pores with one of their signature kraut wraps, regular or prohibition style. Whatever fix you need, Sausage Sally, Sauna, and Brunch will help you tie one on while you ooze your hangover-laden fluids onto a porous wooden bench with 12 other people. The beer is room, te- <laughs> room temperature, but you won't care. Sausage Sally, Sauna, and Brunch, where the schnitzel is the shizzle. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was I, trying to hold it together for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Right. Who knew? Who knew that yeah. they were gonna reach out, right? Um, yeah, they they they, so, they do brunch with everything these days, man. I find myself more often than you, you might think. Yeah. Um oh man, that was great. Okay, so what I want to do is I want to explain where the full on SG championship came from. Uh, okay. because it occurred to me that um on our pilot episode I explained uh, yeah. why why it's called that and I haven't okay. yet on our like Spotify official episodes. Sure. So um we might look a little more juvenile than we actually are. Uh for no. that. So let me just quickly explain that um I have sleep apnea. And uh if you don't know what that is, it's like you fall asleep. Um, if you get bored, basically, um, or if you're tired, you're like a little more tired than the average person. It's just, uh, I, I can't tell you exactly what's chemically wrong with me and why that goes on. But say I sit on the couch late at night and I'm not doing something like a podcast, I'm liable to fall asleep. 
Um, and when I do, I am in a deep dream state, probably faster than most people are. So, um, my wife trying to wake me up so that my neck isn't all messed up at night, you know, uh, might jolt me awake. By the way, it's been better since I've had this sleep machine I got a couple of years ago. Um, but she used to wake me up and I, I would, um, say something out loud every now and then because I was deep in a dream and I, I wasn't, uh, mentally awake as fast as my body was. So I was still talking as if I was in the dream for a couple of seconds before I realized that I was actually awake. Uh, so one time when she did this to me, <clears throat> she woke me up and at a startled, um, you know, moment, I just said, I almost went full on ass cheek there. And she said, what? And I was like, uh, I almost went full on ass cheek, you know? And then I did the thriller dance. And she was like, what the hell are you talking about? And I was like, what the hell am I talking about? The full on ass cheek. So Rob and I worked together at the same time um, that this happened. So the next day I explained to him that I went full on ass cheek in my dream. Uh, not knowing, I don't remember what that was, but anyway, it became just a thing we would joke about at work. So, um, when we were talking about actors overacting, uh, Rob was quick in one of our pilot episodes to say, went full on ass cheek. I don't remember. Turl, probably. Yeah. John Travolta. I, I believe Turl it was Turl. Might have been the first to go full on ass cheek. It's like going Super <laughs> Saiyan in Dragon Ball Z. Um, so we just, that was the new title. That is the championship. You go full on ass cheek if you're way overacting. I just wanted to get that out there on an official episode so that people understood why we call it that. Yeah. Now and you're all, now you're all in the know. Now, and we, now we have a whole arena for ass cheeks. Yeah. Now we, now we have an arena <laughs> and a pipe script and it, it's totally out of hand. Yes. Um, but let's, uh, let's get into it. We're going to send it down to our guys at the arena, uh, for the full on ass cheek championship of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to ask cheek. Hello and welcome back to the ass cheek arena, as we are very excited to bring to you a battle of two of the most hated men in history. We have M Bison, our champion going to battle against the hot new up and comer, the Joker. Let's head down for our introductions. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends from distant nations. Introducing first the challenger standing at an average 5'11 and weighing in at a measly 145 pounds. From Gotham City, New York, the Joker. And now, introducing your supreme leader and man of many talents. Standing at 6'4, weighing in at 200 pounds, your reigning, defending, Full-on Aztec champion of the world, M. Bison. Bison quick to take flight here as it served him well in the last bout. He's flying in a straight line and he's dipping uh, in a trajectory to suggest that he's on a wire. Boy, is he quick. Joker, though, laughing as he pulls out a machine gun. So many shots at Bison and the crowd. Many have been wounded and worse, but Joker's Tommy gun has done the trick as Bison's suit has been deflated. Bison crashes to the ground, but is up quickly to meet his foe. Strikes coming from both sides, but nothing so far has landed. Oh, a big right from the Joker, but his frame is so slight he delivers no damage. Bison's HP might still be at full capacity. Bison now connects with a swing and the Joker is sent back. Whoa, dirty move from the Joker as he tosses dirt into Bison's eyes. Joker collecting himself pulls out multiple knives. 
but seems to be fumbling them as he's attempting to wield many more than one. Bison's suit has washed the soil from his eyes, and he's back in the attack. Wow, lightning from his hands, and it's conducting in Joker's teeth. Joker laughing as he's being electrocuted by Bison. Joker struggles to pull out another gun and bang, but no, it releases a small flag that seems to read Boeing. (laughs) But a quick move to his jacket, and Joker sprays Bison with acid from his jacket flower. Wow, what action. Bison's face is melting, and Joker's straddling him as they fall to the ground. Joker now, with another pistol, holds it to Bison. Bison grabs hold, and it's a test of strength. Bison pushing the gun at Joker. But, oh, Joker got him with a shoe knife. Bison reeling. Joker aims and pow. Bison has been shot in the head. I'm not sure if a suit can bring you back from that one. Joker has gotten the best of Bison and becomes your new full-on ass-cheek champion. Back to you guys at the pod. Wow. Wow. Dude, underdog, I think. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think when I, I really, he uh you think when he ran off from the ring he was just going <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about it. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's it's unbelievable. It really is. <laughs> All right, man. Um so we're gonna get into the uh the later half of these tests. These these tend to move a little faster. Um, so, so bear with us as we get into test number five, the poor taste detector. So this test is designed to identify and flag potential hazards created by the film crew. These hazards consist of moments of immorality, abuse, racism, phobias, and any other in poor taste scenarios. So let's get into it. Test number five, the poor taste detector. Oh my God. You can't say that. 2021. Okay, number one. Why did uh, Deadshot's ex tell uh, the daughter that he kills people? I mean, he does. Mm, that's true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, when there's when there's parents, it, when there's children of divorce, and the reason for the divorce is the husband kills a bunch of people and is locked up in a super max asylum. You yeah, just, you just omit that. You lie by omission. You don't. Yeah, bring that yeah. stuff up. Yeah, he's um he's on a business trip for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's I feel the same way. Yeah, your daddy's uh you know mass murderer is just leads to questions you might be too young to to consider. I think that gene might be inside of you, sweetie. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yeah, exactly. We we don't know yet. Well, I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Here, hold this gun. What do you want to do with it? Yeah, how's it feel? <laughs> uh, number two. Uh, Joker's faux sex sale of Harley. I mean, he didn't, he didn't go all the way, but it's still pretty gross. Yeah. Any, any situation where another human is treated like sex meat, I, <laughs> I'm not really a fan of. I agree. Um, uh, I thought it was well, like kind of funny, I guess, but like maybe in poor taste that the Aussie, uh, supervillain has a, he's a boomerang. He like is Captain Boomerang. He uses boomerangs. Yeah, like it's just so surface level that I thought it might be considered bad taste. Yeah, it's like having a British villain named Key and Crumpet Man. <laughs> uh, number <laughs> number four. Uh, every single guy at the military camp is watching Harley Quinn change. Yeah, yeah. Uh, kind of gave off a gross energy as far yeah. as I'm concerned. I agree. Uh, number five. Joker makes uh, the love of his life jump into acid. 
and that's as a permanent makeup of sorts, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So she can be nice and pale skin, same way he is. Yeah. Um, not necessary, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, number six, Waller shoots the FBI agents that weren't cleared for any of this. Yeah, that seems like a gross abuse of power. Yeah, don't can't you just like um, you know flash their memory or something like Men in Black? Yeah, I'm just like, hey, buddy, don't do that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, number seven, Diablo killed his wife and kids, and we're supposed to feel for him. So just as an yeah. example of how we're supposed to feel for him, um, at the end, he's like, I've lost one family. I'm not losing this one. Like he didn't do it. Yeah. He killed his entire family. I don't feel bad for this guy at all. Yeah, and then they're just like, come on. He's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So stupid. Uh, any honorable mentions? Because that's all I had. For poor taste, not really. This movie didn't really have a ton of it that I really caught. Um, I agree. I mean, uh, a lot of like shots of Harley's figure, but I mean, yeah. that's part of what draws the audience in the first place. Yeah. So, I Me mean, it's Margot Robbie is magnificent. She's some, good underbutt. Good underbutt. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Uh, so, yeah, seven then. That's not too bad. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, okay, so that's that's like I said, that's all I had. So we're going to move on to the next test already, if okay. that's okay with you. Um, uh, test okay number six, uh, accounting for entropy. So bad movies rely too heavily on films of the past. So when recycling an idea, a director or writer is committing to a trope. Almost every movie has one or two, but bad movies have many. We count them all up, and that helps us to evaluate the film. So, test number six, accounting for entropy. Obvious tropes! Brought to you by... Oh, he's right behind me, isn't he? We're gonna need a bigger boat, and well, fuck me sideways and call me Senator Blimpy. Okay, uh, number one, you show up in a prison and they allow Will Smith and whoever else, um, Margot Robbie, to be, like, training in their cell. Mm-hmm. Like these dangerous fighting criminals are allowed to like fist fight this made dummy or like do acrobatics on like ropes and stuff in there. Yeah. And so it, it just happens all the time in prison that people are, are training when uh, the important thing happens to happen. Yep. Yeah. You know. uh, number two, the wacky character introductions, just like Armageddon or uh, Con Air that we, you know, have discussed in the past. Yeah. Uh, number three, the secret meeting of high government officials at like a steak restaurant. Yeah. And I didn't like how any of them were eating or drinking. <laughs> Did, oh, really? Did it make you uncomfortable? They were all like open mouth chewing and like <laughs> slugging down the wine before they swallowed. It just, well, yeah, because they're the man and they're evil yeah. and that's how evil people eat. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, number four, the back alley. Okay, so this, you tell me, is this true? Okay. Um, this is something that I just feel like I've seen a bunch, but, uh, maybe I'm not in the right here. The back alley scene, like where they are coming into the casino where the guard is. Mm-hmm. So the shot is established first at like a low angle and we're following like good looking girls' butts yeah. into the scene. 
And I feel like that happens all the time because they want like that sexual signal right mm-hmm. away. Like this is a, this is like a dirty back alley, like, you know, sexy yeah. casino. So they just show girls butts like walking away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number five, the sacrificial supervillain. So the guy that they introduce, they give him like one line and then they blow his head off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was just so like transparent, like, Oh yeah, we forgot to like tell you about this guy too. Mm-hmm. Check him out. He can like, he can like repel from place to place. Isn't that cool? And then bang his head's on. Yep. Uh, number six, the aliens, the movie, uh, like we're surrounded like on the radar, mm-hmm. but there's no, you can't see any of them. Yeah. Cause they're like above you in the ceiling. Yeah. You know that, but aliens did that much, much better in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Uh, number seven, of course, the countless stormtrooper moments where. Uh oh. I think, yeah, I think it also okay. applies to the helicopters where they go down, but they're totally fine. Yeah. Um, number eight, the bomb in the head controlled by the authority. <laughs> uh, that's definitely, definitely been done before. Number nine, um, the money in Captain Boomerang's coat stops a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Seen that a million times. It's the police badge, the golden coin, like that whole, that whole thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, rush hour with, uh, Chris Tucker and, and, uh, Jackie Chan. Chris Tucker, like literally the second one, he puts like a wad of cash in his jacket and it gets hit with like a spear. So exactly the same. Um, okay, number 10, this one, super egregious, it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. The parallel walking lineup. They're all like fucking <laughs> slow motion, yeah. shoulder to shoulder, so we can see every one of them. And there's something cool about it. I admit it. Every time they do it, I'm like, that looks kind of cool. That looks yeah. badass. I wish I didn't feel that way because they shouldn't get any credit. Yeah, especially if you're going for like a stealth mission, you're like really just fanning out your, uh, your visual scope. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. I, I didn't even consider that. I should have put that in, uh, illogical inconsistency. Ah. Uh, number 11, the enchantress can put visions in your head, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just for that last minute defense mechanism. Just when you think you have her beat. Yeah, just like, uh, once again, like Mortal Kombat, Shang Tsung and Liu Kang, when he turned into his brother. Was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, good call. Um, all right, number 12 and my last one. Uh, when El Diablo is like, blow it, and he's going to die in the process. Yeah. Uh, the, the sacrifice to save the, the martyrdom that um, makes it okay that he killed his family. Yeah, the sacrificial lamb, uh, eye yeah. for an eye. Yeah. Bullshit. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Any honorable mentions, sir? Uh, just, just, uh, in the indefensible dialogue, just, um, just, you're gonna walk the walk, you gotta talk the talk, we gotta fight fire with fire, just, just every cliche line. Yeah, true. Okay. Um, so, so I don't should know we if that's... take it for, uh, for IGC and trope, or should we just leave? leave yeah, let's give, on? let's give it both. This movie deserves as okay. much, as much hits as it can get. I agree. I agree. Okay. Um, that is it for tropes. Um, there were many because it's um, a movie that relies a lot on things that have been done already because it's um, boring and formulaic. Okay. Uh, let's move on to test number six, our last test, and then we're going to do some fun stuff. Okay. 
Test number seven is bad effects, side effects. So this is a simple test idea, but with a a complex uh, and accurate structure. We grade the movie's computer graphics and practical effects on our custom scale. And I'm going to explain that to you now. Really bad CGI, um, like early 90s, Deep Blue Sea. They did, uh, like, sharks. They thought that they can make sharks with a computer, and they weren't there yet, and they looked god-awful. Mm-hmm. Slightly better than that, Total Recall. This was an 80s movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I try to always say that it's a good movie, um, but they do, like, a lot of claymation effects and things like that. So we tend to give uh, movies with bad uh, practical effects in that sense a total recall um or a recall as we shorthand it mm-hmm. uh better still rock scorpion this is infamous um the introduction of the rock dwayne johnson as a half scorpion uh half human god figure in like the year 2000 in the mummy returns i think it was the year 2000 anyway the cgi is shit but it's still the year 2000 so it looks all right i guess and then the best of the bad is a Beowulf score where uh, Beowulf, the movie, was entirely computer-generated. Uh, it's a little later on, so it actually looks pretty good, but it's, like, eerie in that it looks, like, kind of too good. It, it looks real, maybe a touch cartoon. I don't know. It's weird. So that's our it's, best score. It's like when you have some sleep in your eyes and you're, like, half awake and you're staring at someone in the room with you. And yeah. they look almost like a not real version of themselves. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. So, um, I mean, but that would be a, a pretty good, uh, representation of something in a movie. Yeah. So that's our best score. All right. So, um, let's get into it. Test number seven, bad effects side effects. Bad CGI to the Okay, number one, uh, I wrote down Deadshot's targeting system in the beginning, like okay. when we're learning learning who he is. Yeah. Um, do you remember the targeting system? It was like an iPhone on a tripod, and he had the eyepiece, and it, it was tr- trying to look like Terminator 2, but didn't look like Terminator yeah. 2. Right, so I actually jotted down what it said, same, same as okay. official dialogue, but it's right. not. Um, it says range in the top left corner. Mm-hmm. 37.6 YD, so yards, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, wing in the top right corner, 5.3 FPG. Don't really know what that means. Right. Uh, DIF 40.1 in the bottom right. Slope yeah. 1.17 degrees bottom left. There's like a target and then a, like a structure downwards, like yeah. maybe feet. I don't know. It's like one, two, three, four. And then it says randomly zero, zero. Um, colon zero zero colon thirty two colon twenty six. I'm just thinking frames per gallon for FPG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely what it is, dude. I think that was a name in, in uh, bad credit names last week. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, uh, so I gave that a recall because for the amount of money they spent, they should have come up with something better than that. They could have been at least T2. They could have at least been yeah. like T2, which came out yeah. in 90, 94, 95. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Um, so the, the car crash with uh, Joker and uh, Harley, I thought it was good. I, I gave it a Beowulf. I agree with that. That's fair. Uh, the makeup, okay, this is, this is petty, but again, this movie deserves it. Uh, the makeup, the general, uh, I, I guess it's makeup, but that's whose job it is. But the general in the board meeting when they're like trying to win over the guy to make the supervillain team. 
Yeah. Uh, the general comes out and he's got like an outrageous amount of like military award pins, you know, yeah. on his chest. It's like the dude would have had to live three lives to achieve that. Yeah. I did. I wanted to make mention because it's the best place for it. Um, so I gave that a recall as well. Agree. Okay. Um, I, th- I did this for Waterworld and I, th- I thought it was only fair to do it again for Suicide Squad. There's a lot of explosions that are all Beowulf. So I give him a three Beowulf score. That's fair. I mean, if, if this one thing this movie has going for it is the special effects are pretty damn good. Uh, They're pretty good. Aside okay. from, I'm not, I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but the Enchantress, I, I, but we'll, we'll get yeah, yeah. problem. We will. Okay. Um, We'll probably get there at some point because the Enchantress Fire Smoke Energy um, is the next <laughs> thing that I had written down. Yeah. Um, and I had the Rock Scorpion. Okay. Which might might be a little generous, I guess. Yeah. Um, her brother's tentacles. Her brother's tentacles also a Rock Scorpion. Yeah. They're just I'll, not quite. I agree right, with that. You know? Yeah. Um. The helos, the helicopters, they little crashes and stuff, even just them flying through the city. It looked good. I, I gave it a Beowulf. Okay. Uh, in tran- the, so I, I'm knocking the Enchantress again because when she does like the dance moves and they like put it in, like they, they just simply fast forward it. Mm-hmm. They're like, okay, do these moves. And then we're just going to like one and a half times it. So it like looks almost natural. Well, like yeah. too fast. That's a stupid like little magic trick. So. Uh, Rock Scorpion for that. Um, and then finally, El Diablo, when he becomes okay. a fire god. Yeah. Uh, I gave that a recall because I hated that. Yeah, I was, I was thinking Deep Blue, but I think recall is more fair because it did, it did look pretty good. It was just, okay. And this was ill placed. Stupid. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Um, so I did the math, um, one for Deep Blue, which it didn't get, um, two for Recall, three for, uh, Rock Scorpion, four for Beowulf, mm-hmm. added them all up, divided by the nine, uh, that I had and it, got an average of 3.88, so I rounded up, it got a Beowulf. Okay. Which I think is fair, because that's, yeah. that's the only thing that they really achieved here. Yeah, well, it looked, good. it looked good. I mean, I, I've never seen, weird helicopters fly into cities and blow up a bunch of fire monsters. But I, I would imagine it probably would look something like that. Yeah. Same. Yeah. I thought they did a pretty good job representing what was going on visually. So, yeah. so they got a good score for that. Good for you. Um, all right. Uh, we'll do the illogical inconsistencies. We'll uh, throw it over to your, uh, movie review. We'll do bad credit names. Compare the movies. Yep. Talk about what we're going to do next week, and then All we'll, right. we'll get. Out. Sounds good. Okay. Illogical inconsistencies. Feel free to break in at any point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harley runs into the prison bars for no reason. I hated that. In the I think it was ran yeah. face first in the prison bars. It was just meant for comic relief, I think, and it didn't work. So it was terrible. Stupid. Um, when. I, I wanted to ask you when we see Harley's like view and it's always distorted and like colorful and stuff. Is that what she sees? Like, are we supposed to assume that she just sees the world and all these like paint splotches and like crazy distortion? Like it's or, a weird bubblegum kaleidoscope or something yeah. weird like that. Yeah, exactly. I guess that's what they're trying to portray as like psychosis, but it's the same way as a, like when Harold and Kumar smoke weed and they're like in a pinball machine. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Same Whereas it's like, that's not what yeah. happens when you smoke weed. You, um, not in an arcade game, you're just a little high. Hello? You there? Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Yeah, it's, it's breaking up a little bit. Okay. Um, I got, I understood everything you just said, though. All right, it went through. That's the important part. Okay. Cool. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no worries. Um, so Harley gets to, I mean, maybe I should have put this in poor taste, but I put it here. Harley gets tortured into loving the Joker. Yeah. I, just, I don't think that that would, I, I think you have to be kind of nuts anyway. I don't know. I, I don't really get it. Um, Killer Croc, like the character Killer Croc is just stupid. Everything about it. I hate it. Yeah. Um, the board meeting of government officials was t- far too brief, a brief, to successfully convince them that it's okay to use a supervillain team. Mm-hmm. It took, like, minutes. Yeah. Okay, let's let them all out of prison and let them loose on New York City. Yeah, it's something you, like, you mull over for a few weeks and squash, like, during a game of golf. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Okay, so Rick Flag would not have any government pull, right? And Deadshot mm-hmm. is trying to negotiate with him before he agrees to be on the team. Okay. We know that. We're yeah. not stupid. But Deadshot should know that. He's not that dumb. Yeah. Uh, did Joker swim away from the car crash? He's just not there. Yeah. So I... he just left Harley, uh, Harley in the car. Yeah, he's a, he's just a dick. Yeah, but then he's like, oh, ah, oh, I need to find yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> well, you left it. Uh, why didn't they get um, <clears throat> preserved in the same bottle if the brother can fix the witch's heart problem? So, <laughs> I, <laughs> I didn't even you think know, of that. <laughs> yeah, good point. You know, if they make like a perfect being together, maybe the people that preserved you should have like put you together. Yeah. You know? um, and then why did the heart thing matter again later if he like, shoved his hand into her chest and like made it all better. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Waller just kept the brother's vial in her in her room. Yeah. <laughs> and that, even though she knew the Enchantress can teleport at any time? Yeah. Probably dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the bad army's motivation? I don't think they ever told us. Yeah, I don't. like. So she just like sucks their face. They become like a Weird, like, poopy beehive. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> <laughs> and then they, and then they're. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, poopy beehives. <laughs> um, why do they just, why do they just grab their enemies? Like, they take Rick Flag and they just, like, there's like six of them, they just grab them. Yeah. They don't shoot them. They just, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, I think we're both a little shot. It's all right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joker shot right in the direction of Harley on the uh, on the roof when he's in the helo. Yeah. <laughs> he's just he's just he could have hit her no problem. I mean, yeah. those bullets would have gone through walls and shit. So yeah, he's like he's like rocking like bazookas and shit. So I don't know why that. Yeah, yeah, I. It's pretty dumb. Like he does another example. If he actually doesn't care as much as she does. Yeah, um, I mentioned this before, but three helicopter crashes and, and nobody gets hurt. 
Nobody yeah, that's the amazing part. Yeah, and, and it's it's hard to believe that they're all wearing seatbelts. Like they're all like they're all idiots. They're all fucking morons. Like everybody in this movie yeah. is fucking stupid, aside from maybe Deadshot, and they're yeah. all like buckled up and worried about safety all of a sudden. So yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, Harley is alive, and the group is happy, right? Um, yeah, they're happy to see her alive, but they didn't establish any chemistry. So why do they care? Good point. They're bad guys. Yeah. Uh, dead shot to flag. Tell everybody everything. Or we're going to do this right now, right? Uh, he can't threaten flag because flag can just blow his head off. And yeah. if he, if he kills flag, then his head blows up. That's like part of the stick. So, yeah. uh, what's that threat is very empty, but then flag proceeds to tell everybody everything anyway. Yeah. Uh, and flag did not explain the enchantress very well. Or okay. if at all. Uh, so they don't know what the Enchantress is, what her powers are. Um, and they give up because yeah. the odds are against them. Yeah. They don't even know what they're up against. Didn't like that. Um, and I wanted to know what you thought the machine was. Like it's an electrical tornado storm. That I'm, ge- can- I'm guessing it just sucks up other people and turns them into like her minions or something. That's what yeah, I Yeah, and then and then there's guess. like scenes where it's like shooting off lightning and it like cuts a boat in half and like cuts into a yeah. building or something. And I, I don't know how it works. I don't think they care at all how it works. Um and I just thought it was interesting that she has to like kind of dance in front of it for it to to operate. Yeah. Um how much did Affleck get paid for his cameo, do you think? He was Batman, right? Is that was Yeah. It? For like a minute and a half in total. He probably got a gross amount of money for that. Yeah, he probably did. Um, did you see – so I was saying before that the Enchantress can put visions in your head. Yeah. Um, so she showed everyone what they want to see and hardly wants a normal American dream family with the Joker. Because she's not psycho. I guess not. <laughs> <laughs> she wants the thing that you know a lot of people in this country want, just like yeah. a – Four member family like we have just living the American yeah. dream, right? Yeah. Um, the soldier that set off the bomb definitely had to die in the process. Yeah. Um, but we feel like the family murderer is the one doing the sacrifice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that guy that set off the bomb got no, no play whatsoever. We don't, we'll never remember his name. Yeah. Um, but El Diablo is the guy who gets all the sympathy for sacrificing himself. Yeah. He killed, he killed his wife and children. Yeah. The Enchantress screams, enough, and then disarms everybody. Why fight him in the first place? You could just do that. Yeah, she could just go wave her hand and be done. Yeah. Um, And lastly, if Waller hadn't gotten a team together, like, with the Enchantress included, because she was supposed to be on the team. Yeah. um, Would she have to fight the enemy that she created? I mean, it was kind of like a chicken or the egg sort of thing. Like, yeah. You know, had had we never contemplated an evil Superman that didn't exist, might we have never like created the Enchantress or like released her into the the wilderness, and then yeah. therefore having to have a super villain team to combat her? Maybe it was prophesized that she was the one to release the Enchantress, so she tried coming up with the Suicide Squad as a way to like cover her ass and like oh. not get in trouble. Like, oh shit! <laughs> 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 yeah. <dude. laughs> That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I guess. Uh, what was that bit? We had a bit for our like 
early pilots that was like our crackhead theory. Oh, uh, conspiracy. We had conspiracy theories. Yeah. So in this, in this case, theory, yeah, crackhead bullshit. In or this case, is she knew what was going to happen, so she tried getting a preventative measure set up before the shit hit the fan that he gets taken off of her because people are looking at them. Yeah, well, uh, it's perfect. That's yeah, perfect. I'm willing to believe it. I have I have one more inconsistency, and it's it's not just yeah, this man. movie. It's in a lot of movies. Um, cool. I, I first noticed this when I was a kid watching The Exorcist, when Linda Blair's character, she's possessed by the devil, and like he's yeah. just wreaking havoc on her fucking body. You see like slits showing up in her arms, and like yeah. gashes on her face, and like she's getting all bruised and beaten up, and like thrown around. And then yeah. when the and when the devil gets taken out of her, after all that trauma's done to a physical human body. She's yes, fine. she's fine. Then, while God makes the demon clean up his like after himself on the way out. But how do you okay? But how do you explain <laughs> that for the enchantress where the same exact fucking thing happened? It's like you saw the st- it was a bunch of stairs, and she was thrown so far into the stairwell that she like took out a chunk of wall, and, and she's then, just like yeah, like, she's like a regular person again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and then once he crushes the heart, like yeah. the mud just like. <laughs> just like dries up. Yeah, like she's the body just take the mud mask off, and as if every as if every <laughs> single bone in her body wouldn't be fucking shattered. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I guess you're just when you possess a body, you're yeah. also responsible for um, like it's a Airbnb. Like you're kind of yeah. responsible for like, keeping it intact. Like when you when you exit, I think so. That's, you could, yeah, you could wreck the house, but you got to pick up the solo cups when you're done. Exactly. Okay, yeah. I think it's part of the contract of possession. Okay, fair enough. Uh, otherwise, God just wouldn't let you do it. Yeah, that's true. You know? <laughs> uh, all right, Rob, do your movie review. I'm excited. Uh, don't be excited. Um, this film makes a bunch of prisoners who have clear moral codes and ethics out to be a bunch of unhinged, mentally ill, antisocial sociopaths, but it's clear that they're all of sound mind and pretty self-aware. Boomerang guy was stupid. Enchantress lacked vision. Jared Leto is a cock stain, and this movie makes no sense. There was a decent amount of underbutt from Harley, and Will Smith was kind of fun. I would rather have watched Pawn Stars. You never know what Trumley is going to say next. <laughs> All right, man. Well done. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll, we'll get into the bad credit names. We'll compare these movies. We'll talk about next week. Okay. Okay. Oh, and then I have a, a tiny little special Easter egg at the end. Sure. Okay. Um, so let's get into it. I'm going to ramp it up as usual. So okay. I'm going to start slow, and then hopefully by the end I have you laughing. Number one, Clive McLean. <laughs> All right. It's kind of cool if that's your yeah. actual name. Uh, number two, Lindsey Graham, but not the politician. Okay. Number three, Jasper Vracking. <laughs> okay. V-R-A-K-K-I-N-G. Hmm. Wayne Downer. That he sounds awesome. like he's not fun to hang out with. I agree. Uh, number five, Blaze Walber. Okay. Number six, Shulk Azan. All right. Number seven, Summit Pabble. <laughs> number eight, Lindsey Gary. That's, I hate when it's two first names. That just bothers me. Me too. Uh, number nine, Grace. Mm. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, number 10, Dean Stinchcomb. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Uh, number 11, Missy Dingman. Missy Dingman? <laughs> yeah. Uh, number 12, Ho Chap. Ho Chap? Yeah, kind of fun. Number 13, Season Kent. Season Kent. Number 14, Nibim Babu. Nibim Babu. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was fun. Uh, this might be your favorite. I have two more. All right. Number 15, Urs Durker. <laughs> and uh, finally, number 16, In One Huang. In One Huang. Yeah, in I one like that. In one wang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if we were to do like a fight sequence, it'd be in one wang versus Grand L. Bush. But yeah. We're not, we're not going to do that. Um, hey, can I pause you for one second? My daughter yeah, just ran, sure. my daughter just ran out. Uh, yeah, no problem. Man. All right. Sorry about that. What are you doing? Hey, you gotta get back to bed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Let's do our movie comparison here. Okay. I am definitely interested. Uh, Street Fighter. Sure. For the key, Keystone Apparatus got a negative 19. Okay. Suicide Squad only got a 12, so that's one in favor of uh, Street Fighter. Okay. The plot pitch. Check this out. I want to see where you land on this one. Okay. Street Fighter got a 36, but okay. a two-star. Okay. Suicide Squad a 45, but a three-star. I'm. I think Suicide Squad takes it. Okay, so they had a worse plot pitch. They they had a worse plot pitch just because. I mean, it, it took it took you way longer. I mean, I don't think the one star justifies the gap in in time. I agree with you. Okay. Uh, Street Fighter and Suicide Squad had a fourteen for indefensible dialogue. Okay, I can't believe there were as many bad lines. Yeah, and that's why there were Street Fighter. That's crazy. Shame on you for 2016. Be that bad. <laughs> um, emote. We gave uh, the highest register um, from the emote meter was a 27 in Street okay. Fighter, and a 26 in Suicide Squad. So a narrow victory for Street Fighter. That's okay. two to one. Two to one with the wash on IDC. All Case right. test. Only a seven from Suicide Squad. An 11 from Street Fighter. Okay. Um. Unfortunately, tropes 16. That's going to be unbeatable. Yeah. From Street Fighter, 16 tropes. 13 okay. from Suicide Squad. Very right. respectable score. And then, of course, you know, Street Fighter had a deep recall for uh, bad effects, side effects, and we gave <laughs> a bank wolf to Suicide Squad. So in a okay. squash match here, um, Street Fighter takes it two for five to one with a wash. Five to one. And Suicide okay. Squad was bad. Yeah. Uh, so here's, we're going to, um, do you want to announce what we're going to watch next week? Uh, yeah, because, uh, off air, Chris and I both agreed that Will Smith was the only redeeming quality for this movie. So we decided let's find one of his, let's find one of the movies that in Chris's words kind of put a nail into the momentum of Will Smith and we will be watching wild, wild west. Hell yeah. I can't wait. I, I I watched it all the time when I was a kid, and like we Me too. we also talked about this. I loved the steampunk shit, but you made some points that 
opened my eyes a little bit. So yeah. I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much when I watch it this time around. <laughs> Good. You're not supposed to. Okay. Um, all right. So here's my little Easter egg I teased. Okay. Um, we haven't yet done a ranking for okay. all the movies official. So I uh, okay. now know, I now know okay. uh, what the ranking is. We have Street Fighter still number one. Okay. Street Fighter is still the worst movie ever made. Sure. But Suicide Squad put up a good fight and falls into line at number two. Okay. Number three, Waterworld. All right. Uh, number four, Armageddon. Okay. Number five, The Wicker Man. All right. Number six, Over the Top. Okay. Um, so that is our that is our descending order. Um, the sixth, we know what the sixth worst movie ever made is, all the way to the first. Okay. As of right now, uh, having passed each one of these through our uh, filter. That's what Oof. we do. Okay. We filter it down, and now we know what the top six are. Uh, so let's keep chugging along with Wild Wild West. Okay. Um, I am excited for next week. I think we did a, a good job here, buddy. Yeah, I believe and, so. Yeah, so I can't wait to check out the episode. I hope you guys are having fun giving it a listen. Give us a shout out at our Gmail. Uh, bombfilterpod at gmail.com or our Instagram page, the bombfilter podcast. Yep. And we're also on Spotify, Anchor FM, uh, Pocket Cast, Google Casts. Uh, we're working on iTunes. We're working on YouTube. Who would have thunk that YouTube would be so fucking difficult to get a pod on? It's probably surprisingly easy, but I just, I don't know what I'm doing. So, <laughs> well, you've done a very good job so far and I appreciate all the hard work. Uh, I know I've, I've heard that iTunes is, is tough. Like they put it through like, uh, you know, a lot of verification to make sure that we're not saying anything too shitty or anything. Yeah. It's, it's the metadata thing too. Like if, if the like capital letters don't match the capital letters on another platform or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's one of those bullshit things, but it's, it is what it is, but this has been the bomb filter. So, uh, thanks for listening guys. Thank you.